Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Just for Freedom of Space. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello? Hello. Hi. Tonight we have a special guest. We're having D.K. Best on the line who's going to inspire us about his exhibit at the Harlem Public Library. D.K. Best, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and about your um, exhibit this weekend. Hello? Hi, Hello, Hello, this is Leslie Gis Antonia. We have to tell Mr. DK that his um, phone is echoing. If he could turn down his radio. Hello? Yes, DK, can you turn your radio down? Oh, man. I'm, I'm on speaker. <laughs> okay, I think. Can you, is that okay, Leslie? Hello? Perfect. Excellent. He sounds excellent. Yes, I'm actually, yes, I'm actually on the road. Okay. So uh, we're going to kind of get into our interview with you because we only have 30 minutes here. So, Mr. D.K. Bet, tell us, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your journey, and um, your exhibit that's coming up this weekend at the Harlem Library. Okay, well, I'm a retired veteran, and uh, I started as an artist as a young child, uh, drawing everything from comic book characters to portraits of people, and I just fell in love with it, you know. And throughout the years, I've uh, moved to perfect my craft and just continue drawing and painting and doing these types of things. You know, art for me is, is a way of expressing oneself through the creative means of the imagination. So after retiring from the military, I decided uh, with a little coaching from my wife to pursue a full-time career as an artist. And that's what I've been doing for the last uh, three years. Wonderful. And, of course, you have an exhibit coming up on October the 11th at the New York Public Library in Harlem. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, yes, tell us about that exhibit. I know for sure, I know that most people are curious about artists, the dedication you all have, and the passion you have about your craft, and also the challenges that come with trying to have a sustainable uh, career with financial security. What is it like for artists to really um, pursue that type of um, craft and, you know, and be dedicated towards, especially with a hard career like um, visual arts? Well, I can tell you this much. First of all, you have to have a love for what you do. 
if you don't have that love inside, all the creativity and talent in the world will mean nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. Second of all, this is the business. Just like every other business, you have to be dedicated. You have to put time in. You have to do your marketing as well as, uh, you know, creating new work, uh, work that is sustainable, work that, you know, different genres of people like. So, you know, try to be well-rounded, this as a business seriously. If this is what you want to do, then you have to be committed. You have to put that time in, and uh, the opportunity is there. You know, if you put your mind to it, the doors are open, and uh, step through those doors with confidence, and you will succeed. Well, I always have my favorite question, and that is, when, what, where, and how did this aha moment convince you that this is what you wanted to do? Well, I knew that I wanted to be an artist since a young child. Uh, It was, for me, a surprise. Uh, I actually didn't know I had the talent. I always knew that I liked to draw. You know, my father... He was an amateur artist. Uh, his forte was cooking. So it was passed down uh, from my grandfather. And what I did was I focused on comic books for a while. I loved the color, the detail, uh, the refinement of what the artists were doing. And I took it from there and uh, kind of made it my own. You know, I started drawing uh, landscapes and doing paintings and watercolor. Uh, by the way, my mother was the first one to buy me the uh, the famous paint-by-numbers set, and that really set me off. So it's just been a, a journey of self-discovery. Uh, the more I worked at it, the better my technique became. I started to discover new ways of doing things using unusual, uh, maybe often overlooked uh, objects. Uh, such as a Q-tip. <laughs> I use a Q-tip a lot. Uh, you'd be surprised what kind of uh, realistic effects you can get with some charcoal and a Q-tip. So those are some of the things that uh, have evolved over time. Uh, I've been doing this since I was five years old. I'm in my 50s now, so, you know, you do the math. So it, it definitely has to be a, a labor of love for me. And, uh, you know, even if I weren't paid a dime, I would still do it. Wonderful. So who are your main influences or who, um, uh, was there any influential person or artist that you studied? Well, Romero Bearden was one that I, I definitely respect. Uh, I like his vision. There's another brother by the name of uh, Robin McConnell. Uh, his work is really coming up, and uh, he's an older brother. He's a veteran like myself. His work is fantastic. It is actually watercolor, but to the realism, to the extent of realism that it looks like a photograph, huge six-by-something-foot photograph. So his work is phenomenal. As far as color is concerned, there's a brother by the name of Williams who uses color in a way that would resemble a mosaic sort of, but it's very um, intense. So between those two brothers with the realism and the sense of color, I've learned a lot, and I just continue to refine my my techniques and so my vision 
And, uh, you know, just using my creative imagination to come up with different uh, concepts and uh, things of that nature. And um, give us an idea about the mediums you're working with now for your exhibit. What should we expect when we come to the library to see your work? Is it a series or is it a um, different um, pieces that you've created throughout the years? I would say that it's a mixture. I do have some things that you will see, uh, maybe two, three, four pieces that are in a series. Uh, a technique that's called trompe l'oeil, which means to fool the eye. It's actually a French word. It's a state of realism that would make you really want to reach out and touch it. So I work in charcoal pencil, graphite, pen and ink is another medium that I love. I oftentimes use it with watercolor. So you'll see a mixture of all three or four of those mediums. Uh, when you come to the library to view my work, and uh, those are my those are my loves. I just go back and forth with them. You know, it depends on the subject matter, uh, what medium that I use. I try to stay on top of all four of those in order to continue to refine them uh, continuously. You know, making progress continually, switching off, using them so that one doesn't overshadow the other. Right, 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 and um. So you are fortunate to live in two different places, New Orleans and Brooklyn, and how does your work actually portray um, either one of those communities or uh, cities? And okay. how have you used those experiences to bring out? I, I think you do have a piece about New Orleans French quarters, right? Yes, I do. Actually, I'm going to do a series on Katrina, the homes that were destroyed, and uh, dilapidated and basically left just untouched. So that's going to be a serious exhibit that will be coming up uh, in the near future. I do have uh, some pieces from the French quarters, a few that I'll be showing at the exhibit. And uh, I just say that being here in New York, uh, I was here in the Army, so got know New York pretty well. Uh, just in here, it's by the artist and the support that I've received from uh, you know, fellow veterans here that are born and raised here in New York and in Brooklyn in particular. It was giving me a good feeling of New York. Hey, I love to hear. I'm, sell- I'm selling here, and I'll be here for <laughs> the duration. Well, I know most um, budding artists are always curious about how do you find a style and a technique after, you know, being in the business for so long, when do you know you have this particular style that you want to really present to the world? When when was when is that moment, you know, that, that aha moment for you about your style? Well, actually, I was uh, working on uh, refining a, a technique that I had. Uh, I've always loved detail and realism. So that came actually from my my background. My mother, she was very detail-oriented, carried forward through uh, my time in the military. Detail is everything. So detail for me and a sense of realism is something that I really utilize in my work. Uh, To say that there was a particular time frame 
uh, that an individual would know what their style is going to be. It depends on the individual. I mean, for me, it happened quite later on in life. Some people, you know, after doing a few pieces, they say, hey, this is my style, this is it. I think that everyone as an artist, uh, whether it be literary or fine arts or dance, uh, they come into their own, uh, during their own time, experience for each individual. That time when you have that aha moment is as individual as your style or technique of uh, what you do and whatever art that you choose to master. All right. So um, are there any places you wish to exhibit other than the libraries? Um, are there some places that you have in mind that you definitely would like to, um, you know, pursue and, and also present your work? Yes. Uh, in particular, the Schomburg, uh I understand that there is a gallery at the uh, Hall and State Building that I'd like mm-hmm. to show uh, some of my work. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, some of the major museums uh, in New York, the MoMA, uh, there's another museum that I can't recall, but there are a few here in New York uh, that I'd definitely like to get a few pieces in and uh, dedicate some of my work to uh, definitely uh, museums in Harlem. Hey, that's where our people are, and, you know, I want to represent and leave something behind for our generation just to let them know that, hey, you can do this. No matter what your age, don't give up on your dreams. Stay focused, and you will succeed. Wow, this is an amazing interview. Thank you so much again for, you know, spending the time with us and, you know, giving us some information about the craft and about who you are as an artist and your journey as an artist. So give us some more information about you and what what are the um, opportunities that you will be pursuing in the world of visual arts. Okay, well, one of my main objectives uh, is to open an academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this academy will will have a focus on creative arts, all of the arts actually, whether it be fine arts, literary arts, music, dance. Um, I plan to open up an academy, have that be the forefront. But the main thing that I want to do is focus on education through that academy, not your normal curriculum, but outside of curriculum that is normally given through the public schools, using it as a a basis, if you want to call it, but have these kids to think outside of the box. I don't just want a regular public school standardized thing. I want them to be used and be creative and think outside of the box and always, always use their mind, use their creativity, use their imagination and understand how everything that they're studying relates to everyday life. If they're studying science, then I want them to understand what is electricity? How does it come about? What are the uses for it? How can it affect you? Static electricity. Etc. Etc. You know, I want the I want the kids to be able to use their minds, 
really stay focused and find out what their talent, what their love is, and utilize that to move themselves further, to educate themselves continually, to never stop dreaming and going after those goals and being successful. So long run for me is to open that academy somewhere in New York. I want to open up another one in New Orleans, so my base academy will be here in New York. second one will be in New Orleans, in my home. And I just want to, you know, push that forward because I don't see us doing enough on educational level to push beyond the boundaries and go outside of that box. You know, DK, I always have this question, and that is how can we get community, our community, to want to purchase more art, purchase more literary you know, work, um, because I think that's what we lack. You know, we we buy a whole lot of, you know, toys and, you know, a lot of things for our kids and, you know, but I've always wondered how can we get the community to rally around, you know, appreciating art to a point that that is what we look for when we buy, when we are out buying gifts. What do you think about that and how, how can we, how can we, engage our audience and, and just, you know, people in general to really pursue buying more art, buying more literature? Well, one of the things I think that uh, we need to do on a continual basis is educate our youth and become educated ourselves in all the disciplines, literary art, fine art, dance, and music. So what we have to do is step outside the mainstream and do a little research on your own um, in order to get a buyer to buy your work. They need to have an understanding, one, that you're there, you have a presence. Just like selling anything, you have a good product, something that they can take home, be proud of, show it off. Right. So that is one of the things that we have to do. We have to become more aware and educated that our people are out there doing these things, and then we can look at the marketing aspect once they know you're out there. If they don't know that you exist, then guess what? Your work will just sit at home and pile up. Right, right, right. And I guess now we can talk to our younger budding artists about um, how to start you know, what what are some of the techniques or some of the ways that a young budding artist can, you know, start dibbling and dabbling in, in, in drawing? Hey, first of all, they can start right there in their own schools. If there is an art program, even if they're not enrolled in that class, talk to the teacher. Say, hey, I would like to, you know, maybe spend a, an hour with you on the weekend. You know, you can show me some things, the basics. So we can start right there in our schools. Outside of that, uh, people like myself are going to be volunteering at times. So look for those community centers that may have these types of assets that are willing to teach our young people these talents, these skills for free. Not charge them anything. Just do it out of the love of being, you know, being of service to our youth and actually take it seriously and look at that as another opportunity to do uh, something good for, you know, these youth. 
So is there anything I know I've been asking a lot of questions. Is there anything that you want to tell our audience about yourself, about your journey, and about, um, you know, make sure you let our audience know where to contact you if they want to find your work, you know, where to find you on Facebook, and, you know, if you have a web page and all that good stuff. Okay. We'll start off with uh, Facebook. Uh, Currently, I have a Facebook page. under the, the name of uh, D.K. Artist. So that is number one. The second thing is uh, I don't have a web, book, a web page currently. I'm working on that. Uh, I do have work on several sites. Um, Art Wanted, one of the sites. Fine Art America is another site. Artists Wanted. There's another site, uh, See Me. So I have worked in several uh, free sites uh, in order to get some exposure of my work. Um, like I said, my plans are to, to do the uh, exhibition. Um, this is going to be something very serious. It's something that's been on my mind for a while, and I've been looking for an opportunity to take the work that I've completed on the, the Katrina uh, the aftermath. So this will be more in the lines of a political statement versus just some pictures that I've done. It will be a statement to the city officials that, hey, you know, you guys haven't done jack in 10 years. You know, there's still parts of New Orleans that are tore up. And this is how they look. This is a physical representation of how some of the homes look. The communities are still in shambles, there are blocks of homes that are empty. They're not being taken care of. They're just sitting there. So for me, that's definitely going to be something I'm going to pursue outside of the exhibition and bring that back home. Right. And so, well, definitely before we go, please let our audience know where your exhibit is going to be, how, you know, how long... Um, is it a couple of weeks or how many days will it be so we can get an idea of, you know, what to expect and where to go and, and what, you know, where where your will be in Harlem. So please give our okay. audience your address and um, and how long your exhibit will be up. Okay, no problem. Okay, it's going to be at the Harlem Public Library. That's on 9 West, 124th Street, between uh, 4th and 5th, I think. Uh, it's going to be on the third floor of the library. Unfortunately, it'll only be for one day between the hours of 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. This is the Harlem Public Library on the third floor. This will be Saturday the 11th, which is this Saturday. 9 West, 124th Street. Right across from Marcus Garvey Park, so you can't miss it. And it will be from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And I guess I guess our audience definitely would like to know: Will your work be up for you know? Will your prints be up for sale? Will they be prints, or will you be selling your um, originals? Yes, I will have prints available. Some of the originals will be for sale. Uh, some of them are already sold. They're in a private collection, and uh, you know some have to be uh, withheld from sale right now in order to do uh, some fine printing. 
uh, to get accurate representation for the prints. But eventually they will be on sale. I'm always creating new work, so that won't be a problem. Wonderful. Well, I definitely like to thank our audience for tuning in once again to Distant Freedom Blog Talk Radio Show, where we're here trying to inspire, inspire and, and um, allow our audience to really get a chance to hear great artists like yourself and, and other gurus who are really um, passionate about creating great work in this world. So thank you so much for being part of our show. Thank you for being our guest. And um, we hope you much success and many blessings on your exhibit, your exhibit on October the 11th at the New York Public Library in Harlem. And we will definitely be there to root you on. Thank you. I appreciate all your support. And, hey, I feel that all of us are great. You know, we just yes. have to find that greatness within us and develop it, utilize it, you know, and be of service to others, you know, outside of ourselves. That's the key. Amen. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, and you have a great night, babe. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.